Welcome to KISS FAQ Song Stories. In this series, we'll focus on the histories of some of KISS's best and least known songs. In this episode, Black Diamond, originally released on KISS's debut album in 1974. Black Diamond was performed during the band's first ever concert on January the 30th, 1973, and was used to close the first set that night. It was one of the earliest songs Gene and Paul wrote together, even though the writing was credited solely to Paul. In an interview with Guitar World in 1992, Paul remembered Gene came up with the riff that's incorporated into the chords. However, later history suggests that it was Gene who had come up with the initial song title idea, only to have it poached by Paul who quickly came up with his own song before Gene could finish writing his. Gene told Goldmine Magazine in 1996, I wanted to do something like Brown Sugar. Black Diamond was going to be about a prostitute who was kind of a jewel in the rough, had just become a prostitute, and had lost her innocence. That's what the song was going to be about, and Paul went, that's very interesting. The next day, he came in with the full song. Paul recounted in Guitar World in 1996, It's all about arrangement and embellishment. That's what you're supposed to do in a band. Come in and add something, but it doesn't mean you wrote the song. As would be the case with many early songs, it would also become a vehicle for the big guitar sound that Paul and Ace worked hard to get together, and a contrast in sounds. Paul told Ken Sharp in Behind the Mask, Back then, all we could write about was what we knew. Seeing hookers on the street, whether we lived it, we saw it, and it kind of gave us something to fantasize about. However, he later admitted and faced the music, I knew about as much about streetwalkers as I did about Lilliputians. Paul liked the idea of a soft prologue to a song, and it would be a device deployed on several other songs during the 1970s, such as Rock Bottom, I Want You, and Tonight You Belong to Me. Whereas Deuce was Gene Simmons' version of the Rolling Stones' Bitch, it might be said that this is Paul Stanley's version of Gene Simmons' version of Brown Sugar. In March 1973, Ron Johnson connected the group with Eddie Kramer for their first demo session, since heavy rock was more his specialty. So Eddie put them in Electric Lady Studio B and supervised Dave Whitman recording them to four-track, essentially the good old-fashioned way of having the band perform live. The demo of Black Diamond underwent a massive change, Peter recalled in Makeup to Breakup, but after Paul had sung a vocal take for the song, he declared that he could sing the shit out of that song. Eddie took him up on the challenge and liked the result enough to persuade Paul to keep Peter's vocal. Peter recalled in his autobiography, I put everything I had into that song because I'd waited so long for that magical moment at Electric Lady, so I finally had a lead vocal all to myself. Well, nearly. Paul's vocal was retained for the softer introductory section.
Whether any full vocal take of his vocal version survives is unknown, but seems unlikely. So those stories suggest that Black Diamond, at least for the first few club shows, was sung solely by Paul Stanley. Again, in Behind the Mask, Paul recounted, I never wrote with the intention of anyone else singing my songs. Peter wound up singing Black Diamond because we needed a song that he would sing on the album, plus he was fairly insistent. We thought much, as the Beatles did, that we wanted to have different people singing different tracks. So Black Diamond became his song, and luckily it did because it's a great song for him. Ace recounted in No Regrets that the demo session took three days, with the backing tracks being recorded the first day, the vocals the second, and then mixing taking place on the third. It's a tight 3 minute 50 arrangement that ends in a no-fuss hard ending on the demo. Live, the main part of the song still ran about the same time as the demo, but on the Daisy recording from June 1973, it included a several minute outro section. It's not too dissimilar to that included on the album version, before building back to a final crescendo to end the set. Also clear from the Daisy recording, as if the point needed further illustration, was that Peter continued to give his all to the song, both vocally and percussively, when performing it. According to Paul in Guitar World in 1992, the tag at the end of the song reminds me of early Neil Young or Stairway to Heaven. It needed something extra because we just didn't think the song was over. The transition from March 1973 demo version to a recording for the debut saw the introduction being developed with more pronounced acoustic guitars. Out on the street for a The lead into the song also changed from single strikes to Peter counting off time with his sticks. The guitar solo was also shortened as the arrangement was tightened and finessed, being replaced with another repetition of the verse. 
While the song is nearly a minute 30 longer than the demo, the final 1 minute and 45 seconds is the extended outro with a decreasing tempo fade approximating what the band had been doing live in the clubs. The song was probably recorded towards the end of November, with studio bills suggesting that a Martin D35 acoustic guitar had been rented for November the 27th. It's hardly a surprise, considering both placement and role in the live set, that the song closed the album. It would continue to be the set closer once the band hit the road, sometimes being followed by an encore. Performed live, it became another focal point for the theatrics the band were marrying to the music. Gene and Paul synchronized the physical miming, bludgeoning Ace with their axes, while Ace wailed away on his guitar on his knees during the solo section. At the crescendo, Peter fired off his rocket sticks, another road gimmick that could be witnessed being tested on the Coventry video from December 1973. All that was missing in the clubs was the levitating drum riser and a KISS logo. Those would appear within weeks. Black Diamond was the final song performed during the ABC in Concert performance on March the 29th, 1974. There was no more perfect vehicle than to present the full impact of their theatricality, and even though the broadcast featured an overlay of fireworks going off over the ending crescendo, Peter's rocket sticks were still clearly seen being deployed. A year later, the song was also included in the Midnight Special performance filming. The song was included with a rebroadcast of Deuce on November the 28th, 1975. It was included in stunning color on the official Burt Sugarman's The Midnight Special Legendary Performances 1975 DVD, released in 2010, having been released in black and white on Kiss's Kissology 1 in 2006. The Alive version of the song was probably constructed from parts of The Wildwood Show, Interestingly, the King Biscuit Flower Hour broadcast from November 1975 illustrates some of the work done with the recordings to construct that live album. Oh! 
Missing from that mix are the overdubs of the drumstick counting and Paul's hit it exclamation at the start of the song, plus clearly the original audience track is featured. Ace has clearly re-recorded the first solo for Alive, or it's been comped from another recording and the bum note at the end of the second solo has been fixed. For inclusion on Double Platinum, noticeable changes would be made to the song, in addition to general remixing and sound equalization. The song starts off with the pure acoustic guitar intro, rather than beginning immediately with the vocals as on the original album version. This adds some 9 seconds to the beginning of the song before Paul yells, hit it. In the second verse, Peter's no-no is removed from the end of the there's nothing that you can do there. These are just minor differences. The most noticeable change removes the extended outro section of the original version and replaces it with a further repetition of the acoustic vocal section that started the song. Following Paul singing the intro, the fade-out begins after Paul yells, hit it. As a result, the song is reduced in length by nearly a minute. It wouldn't have made any sense to include the original 1973 ending on Double Platinum, but in terms of the track sequence, the song still appropriately appeared as the album closer. Black Diamond was one of three live performance pieces from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. It was among five live recordings mixed at Electric Lady Studios on April the 24th, 1978. Recordings were transferred from 24-track, though it's not clear how much work went into the material since only four hours was built for the transfer of mix, assembly, and bounced down to quarter-inch stereo two-track. From the audience recording that circulates, it's not clear whether the song was part of the set filmed at Magic Mountain in Valencia, California on May the 19th, 1978, at a free concert staged specially to capture the live footage for the band in the movie. That performance would be Kiss's final live show until June 1979. However, the partial audience recording from that night does not include the song. A drummer's ability to sing Black Diamond would become a prerequisite following Peter's departure from the band in 1980. Once Eric Carr took over, Eric Singer continued the trend from 1992 for the rest of his various tenures with the band. The song has been re-released on a variety of band projects over the years. A tribute version featuring Japanese music star Yoshiki with the American Symphony Orchestra was included on the Kiss My Ass self-tribute in 1994. The reunited original lineup included a Psycho Circus live recording on the bonus live EP European Tour Edition of the album released in time for the 1999 tour. The song also featured with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra on the Kiss Alive 4 Symphony performance and live release in 2003. Black Diamond was also among those songs re-recorded for the Jigoku Retsudan album in 2007 and included on the Kiss Classics bonus disc with Sonic Boom. Black Diamond is still being performed in the band set and it can likely be expected to be one of the songs performed at both the band's first and very last shows. (laughs) 